0: I'd like to invite you, if you would, to turn with me to the book of John, chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. John, chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. And many of you have heard this before. It's called, some simply call it the wedding party. And I'll read it. It says, On the third day, a wedding took place at Canaan in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, They've no more wine. Dear woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied, My time has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he said to them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. So he did. So they did. And the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine He did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, everyone brings out the choice wine first and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink, but you have saved the best for last. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you and we praise you for your word. We thank you for allowing and bringing your son Jesus into this world to do miraculous miracles to be the son of Mary, and to die on a cross, that we might have the right to eternal life. Use this time, dear Lord, to speak to our hearts. Let us know how you would have us to leave this place. We pray that we can do a good job of honoring mothers. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I find looking at this story that uh, Mary, Jesus' mother, she, she wanted to make sure that everybody was happy. She didn't want the party to come to an end. And I found also that, that my mother is also like that. My mother wants for her children to be happy. Every time I talk to my mother, at some time or another during a conversation, she'll say, Vance, I really just want you to be happy. And she'll ask me, are you happy? She'll say, Vance, I want to have a happy family. I want my, my sons and daughters and your siblings all to just be happy with one another. It's One of my mom's strong points. And Honoring my mom, and you can help me do that today. If my mom was here today, she would look at you and say, have a happy Mother's Day, whether you're a mother or not. She would say, have a happy Mother's Day. I want you all to turn to your table and look at each other and say, have a happy Mother's Day. Come on. Have a happy Mother's Day. (laughs) Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all of us. Certainly Mother's Day is a day to be happy. Did you know that on Mother's Day that Mother's Day is the third most celebrated day throughout the year behind Christmas and Easter? In fact, over 100 million cards are sent out around Mother's Day. 14.6 billion dollars is spent on this day alone. It's a lot of money spent on Mother's Day. Some people are out spending it right now. Sixty-nine percent of the, are those that are spent on Monday's, Mother's Day are spent on gifts and flowers. More long-distance calls will be made today than any other time throughout the year. But on the other hand, certainly, again, Mother's Day is a day to be celebrated. But we know that there will be some who won't feel so happy today, maybe because of the inability to bear children. or Some of us may have had a recent loss in our family or even a recent loss Of a mom. Some may not be happy today because maybe of poor health, situations on the job, maybe even some problems in our relationships, but I'd like to ask you without minimizing, I don't want to minimize the pain that maybe you may experience around Mother's Day, but I want you to just set that pain aside for a while and realize that Mother's Day is a wonderful day, and it's a day in which we can all experience some happiness. And we find by looking at this story That happiness is found in Jesus. You hear that? Happy, true happiness is found in Christ. In the story, we see that Mary, she went to Jesus. She didn't go to any other source. She went to her son Jesus. And she simply made a request. She laid out the problem. She didn't tell him how to solve it and what to do. She just simply said, they've run out of wine. And Jesus took it from there. He made sure that the party continue. Certainly, there are times in all of our lives when difficulties and challenges come up. And even on Mother's Day, there's going to be some challenges and difficulties. But I'll never forget in my home, whenever challenges would come up or difficulties or hard feelings, you know what my mom would do? My mom would put on her gospel music. And we know when the gospel music went on that she was turning to Jesus. And, uh, and it was exciting. It was wonderful because the music went on and brought a soothing effect. But mom was ultimately talking to Christ. And that's where she still finds her joy today. And right now, at her age right now, when something goes on, if she doesn't care for it or doesn't like it, that gospel music is going on. And we know what's going on with mom. As a matter of fact, I want to play for you one of my mom's old songs, if we can get that in there. That, that brings tears, <laughs> that brings tears to me when I hear that, because uh, I know what uh, my mom went through in life, and, you know, she had to turn on that kind of music to, to you know, found that she just she didn't have to, but she could get on her knees and pray like the song said, and God was really just kept my mom going. So, with that in mind, uh, uh, we can have a happy day. How many of you want to have a happy Mother's Day? amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand, praise. He's going to give you a happy day. I believe that. God is good. If you turn to your outline, you'll see that, number one, there is a time to be happy. There's a time to be happy. John 2 and 3, we see in John 2 and 3 that uh, Jesus, it says his mom, verse 2 and 3, it says, when the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, They have no more wine. Mary heard that the wine had run out and that if that was to happen, then the family of the groom would be totally embarrassed. It would be a total disgrace if folks knew that they had ran out of wine, but Mary knew that it wasn't a time for mourning, but it was a time for a party. Again, Mother's Day is a wonderful day and a time to celebrate and to be happy. So with that being said, point A is try not to ruin the party. I don't know about you, but I, we used to have parties at home, and there's always an uncle or a cousin or somebody show up, and they, somehow they get too much liquor in them or something, you know. But sometimes people, we end up ruining the party. And, and if you turn to Ecclesiastics 3 and 2 in your Bible, you can go to Ecclesiastics 3 and 2 it says there is a time for mourning and a time to laugh. And what that's simply saying to us as Christians is saying, don't be a party pooper. Don't be a party pooper. Uh, For some of us, again, Mother's Day may be hard and a difficult time to enjoy the celebration, uh, but at the same time, again, I don't want to minimize that but we also want to remember to enjoy Mother's Day. And I know sometimes it's, it's not easy, it's hard because of old experiences of what we've been through, but I want to encourage you to use God's Word to lift you up, even during those challenging times, even times such as uh, Mother's Day. Uh, to overcome those challenges, we need to call on God's Word to strengthen us. He said it's a time to laugh, it's a time to be happy. And remember that when you're going through those challenging times about uh, being with others, being with family. I know for me, uh, I have been a party pooper in the past. There's times I've ruined the party and I don't want to go to the party. Sometimes I remember in the past, it was hard for me to go home. My family lives back in Cleveland. It was tough for me to go home sometimes because of some of my past experience, some of my challenging memories, those kind of things. But you know what? God's word is telling me, tells us all. He says, there's a time to enjoy life. There's a time to experience the party. So two years ago, my mom had her 90th birthday. And so we decided, amen, 90 years old. And you know what? My mom had, as far as I knew, in 50-some years, I had never seen my mom with a birthday party. That's just tell you some of the challenges we went to. But me and my brothers and sisters said, hey, this is mom's 90th birthday, we got to have a party. So we all said, let's do it, regardless to some of our hurts and pains and what we're going through. Let's go back and give mom a party. So we went, I went back, everybody was there, and we had a big old party for mom. I couldn't see myself being a party pooper. So what we did is we had, you know what, we went back, me, my wife, and my daughter, and we, you know what, we went to dinners. My wife cooked dinners. We sat down with family, went out to restaurants, just had a wonderful time. Sat down, told you know just a lot of conversations, told old stories, and you know what? We had a wonderful time in Christ. We talked about the Lord. We expressed our love for Jesus Christ, and God just came right in and ensured that we had a wonderful, wonderful party. I'll tell you one of the stories. We got a story that. Uh, well, I'll tell you the first one first. We may have time for another one, but. It's about celebration. My mom is 90 years old. About 48 years ago, me and my buddy Tommy, we were little kids. We got was able to walk out on the main street. You know, the main street is a big place in the inner city, and you don't get to do that until you get a certain age. But me and Tommy ventured out onto the main street, and there was what they call an old five and ten. Anybody know about a five and ten? They call them dollar stores now, right? But the old 5 and 10, me and Tommy were little kids. We walked into the 5 and 10, and we just shopped for hours just looking. We wanted to buy our mother a Mother's Day gift. And I found, and Tommy and us, we both found some bowls. I think they got a picture. You got a next picture up there of a bowl. You got a picture of a bowl, Robert? Anyway, it may not come up. There it is. But it's similar to that. 48 years ago, I bought my mom a bowl similar to that that bowl there. And you know what? Every year for the last 48 years at Mother's Day, I'll ask her, Mom, you still have that bowl? That's one of our ways of celebrating. And she says, Vance, I still have that bowl. She says, I pulled it out already today. I talked to my mom this morning, and she told me, she says, Vance, I've broken a lot of bowls over the last few years, but that bowl is still in one piece. Amen. 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 That's our little celebration. That's how me and mom enjoy, and then we have other stories we tell, and I won't go into all the stories, because I know Mark loves to tell stories, but I can't keep up with Mark. I don't have nowhere near as many stories as he do, but that's what we do. We talk on the phone when we're there. We go out to dinner now. We enjoy each other's company. I want you to turn to your table and talk about what do you do to celebrate Mother's Day or maybe other days throughout the year? Let's go for it. there's different ways we celebrate I heard Some are uh, having gifts already given to them. Some are going to lunch or dinner or whatever. Uh, Some have already celebrated again, making long-distance calls, calling mom, and even praying for our children. This is a wonderful day, Mother's Day. Let's pray for our children, right? Pray for our moms, uh, moms that we know. There's many things that we can do to celebrate and honor moms. Point number two, it says in uh, where well, the point is actually God's people. You can write on your list there. God's people can be truly happy if you go to Psalms 144 and 15. Psalms 144 and 15. It says, and some of your Bibles may be, it may interpret a little different. I have an old King James version. Psalms 44 and 15. It says, happy is that people that is in such a case, happy is that people, listen to this, whose God is the Lord. Some of your Bibles may say blessed. Blessed, in many cases, you can put the word happy there, because when we're blessed, we're generally happy, right? I love the blessings of the Lord. It makes us happy. But happy is the people whose God is the Lord. What does that mean? That simply means that happy are those people, listen to this, who recognize that it is God, who has the ability to save, protect, and to bless. When you can recognize that, then happy are you, those people who recognize it as God. It doesn't mean, again, that you won't have difficult times. It simply means that no matter what you're going through, you know and you realize that God can bless you. He can still bless you no matter what you're going through. I've met people who've had near-death experiences. And I've been in the military, and i met a lot of those people. And I met them even out here in the secular world or in this, 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 our culture. And I meet people many times who almost lost their lives. And I'll talk to them about them, but not once. Now, many will say it was God, but I've met many who won't even mention God. And I'll always say, hey, God has been good to you. God has blessed you. It's God who delivers us. It's God who protects us. It's God who saves us. It's God who blesses us. Point A, God can give you something to be happy about. James 1 and 17 says, for all good things comes from the Father of lights. James is simply saying that it is God who provides us with the good things in life. It's God who gives us the sun, the moon, and the stars. It's God who gives us the ocean, the seas, and the trees. I want to say to you today, if you have a car, you ought to thank God. Amen? Especially a working car. You ought, you ought to thank God. If, if you have a roof over your head, you ought to thank God. Amen. Amen. If you have food on your table and clothes on your back and shoes on your feet, you ought to thank God. Because there are a lot of people who don't. Good thing is, if you're alive and you have a Savior named Jesus, you ought to thank God. Amen? You ought to thank Him. You ought to thank Him. There are people in foreign lands who, are, who don't have anything other than Christ. And you know what? Some of those people are happy. I've met some people who didn't have anything other than Christ, and they were happy. I've been in churches where people is poor with a dirt floor, and they praise God like you've never seen praise in your life because all they have is God and that happiness. Praise God. It's God who gives us those things in life. When the children of Israel came out of captivity and they crossed the Red Sea on dry ground, the first thing they did when they got on the other side was to sing a song, and I heard somebody say when they were crossing that sea, the little children were running through, skipping, putting their hands in the water, just gliding through, praising God, thanking Him. There was a lady who met Jesus by a well, and she had been treated poorly and badly by men. She had been abused in so many cases, many would say, but she was ashamed and embarrassed of her life, But she met Jesus down by a well. And you know what he did? He liberated her from that pain and that suffering and that embarrassment. And she went back to town to tell everybody, I met a man. I met a man who freed me. Could this possibly be the Christ? Some say that woman went back to town dancing on happy feet. She was happy. She was excited about what God was doing and changing in her life and in her heart. When I think about my mom, my mom lost her mom when she was just a little, little girl. My mom doesn't even know what it's like to have a mom. She has seven siblings, and they all raised themselves because my granddad had to sell his farm and go to work in coal mines in Virginia. And as a coal miner, he was very rarely at home. He would make a lot of money, bring it home, and drop it on the kids and say, hey, I'm sorry, I've got to go back to work. Your kids are going to have to do the best you can. So they raised themselves. My mom got with my dad, and I heard he wasn't a cup of tea. She had some some hard times. She's 92 years old today. And you know what? She's had some hard times and some suffering times. But her response, every time I talk to her, she says, Vance, God has been good to me. God has been good to me. No matter what I've gone through, God is so good to me. Let me ask you, can you say that? Can you say that? I hope you can. If you can say that, let's say it. Let's say, God has been good to me. He's been good to me. I read in the Psalms, King David said the same thing. God has been good to me. Turn to your table and talk briefly. What has God done to make you happy? Okay, let's go ahead to the next point. Point number three: I'm so glad that God has made you happy. Even on Mother's Day, we can find something to be happy about. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Point number three is, we can ask Jesus for happiness. If you would, go with me to John 16:24, John 16:24. This life, all of God's Word can just impact your life and change it so much. But I hope this one really touches someone here today. Somebody, you may not know what all God can do for you. This is what Jesus said in 1624, John. He says, until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask, and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. The point is, we can ask Jesus for happiness. We can ask Jesus for happiness. There are some people who think that uh, they can only ask God for certain things. There are some people who have heard, and I've heard of people who said they were taught, you can ask God for the big things, but don't ask him for the little things or vice versa. But Jesus here, he's saying to his disciples, he's saying, you can ask me for everything. That's what he's saying. You can ask me for everything that you may want. Now, many people uh, may not believe that. They may not believe you can ask God, but Jesus is saying that. Now, I want you to know, Jesus says, until now, you have not asked in my name. Jesus is not coming down on them for not asking in his name. He's not bawling them out. What Jesus is simply saying is, I know that you don't know all that I'm capable of doing. And that's us. Many times, we don't, we don't know what God is, all God is capable of doing. But Jesus says, ask, and you. Jesus says, ask in my name, and I'll make your joy complete. What he's simply saying is, ask me for the things that you want in your life, and I can give it to you. But he's also saying, is there some things that you may want that won't bring you the happiness that you're looking for? I know just what you need, and I can give it to you. That's what he's saying. He knows just what we need and he can give it. See, God knows how we tick. Have you ever asked for something and didn't receive it? It's probably because God didn't want you to have it. And then you turn around and get something else, and it makes you feel so good. It's because he knows exactly what that thing is that will turn your life around. But he's saying, until now, you've not asked. He says, ask in my name. So I want to encourage you. Whatever something yearning and burning and craving in your heart, ask Jesus for it. Talk to him about it. Say, Lord, reveal to me. I don't know exactly what I need here. Help me to understand. And he can even give you wisdom in that case. He knows all about it. But in addition to that, we can be happy now. Point A. Let's go to John 10, verses 9 and 10. John 10. Verses 9 and 10 says right here in verse 9, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. What Jesus is saying is, I came to give you all that you need. Surely, Jesus died on the cross for our sins that we would have the right to eternal life. Eternal life is access to God's blessings even right now. You can have happiness right now when you turn to Jesus. Turn to Jesus. Again, that doesn't mean you won't have hardship. It simply means that you don't have to wait to be blessed. You don't have to wait to be happy. There's times in my own life when I thought I could never be happy, but I started learning to turn to Jesus, and he, can, he turned my life around just like that. Show me you can be happy when you call on me, when you depend on me. I'm so grateful for my mom's prayers. I can experience happiness from what my mom prayed for me. Years ago, my mom said, Vance, she says, I want you to know that you are just as good as anybody else. There's nobody better than you. Well, that's changed over the years. Her, those words have become prayers. My mom say, Vance, I pray for you that you know that you're good as anyone else. What that means where I come from, what that means is that Vance, she's saying that you can succeed just as well as the next man. My mom, over the years, her prayers have, been, have come from me Vance, I want you to make your wife happy. I want you to support your family. What that means to my mom is, Vance, I want you to get a job. I want you to keep a job, and I want you to bring your money home. Amen? That's what my mom is saying. I want you to do that. And you know what? It makes me happy to see how God has answered my mother's prayers that's what makes me happy today. It's not necessarily material things or gifts. It's seeing what God is not only doing in my mother's life, but in the life of home builders and people in the church and my family. See, I don't have to, you know, we don't have to necessarily get what we want. We just need to just open our eyes sometimes and see the glory of the Lord, see what he's doing around us. And I'm here to tell you, you can be happy in Christ, happy in Jesus. There are a lot of people who think that as a Christian, you have to walk around sad and upset and sometimes a little discouraged, and that shows poor in spirit. No, Christians, we ought to be some of the happiest. We ought to be the happiest people on earth, the happiest people on earth. We have a Savior, and his name is Jesus. Amen? I want to show you one last video, and it's about being happy. Some say it's a little worldly. But no, it's not necessarily that. It's just about being happy. In closing, I just want to say that there's a time to be happy. So I want to encourage you to celebrate Mother's Day. The people of God can be truly happy by recognizing what God has truly, truly done for us. And finally, Jesus, we can ask. Jesus is the one that we can ask for happiness. And I want to encourage you to get down on your knees. You may say, well, I'm, I'm, I mean, you may, I may not, I'm not sure, I, was, I don't think I'm the only one who knows what it feels like not to be happy. There's a lot of people, I'm, I meet people, when I walk the streets and go, I see people struggling, you can see it in their face. I met a man once, I told him, he, he smiled, every time I saw him, he was smiling. I said, hey, he was older than me at the time, I said, I, said, I noticed that every time I see you, you're smiling he says, I'm smiling just to keep from crying. I keep from crying. And, you know, study yourself. Examine your, your, your mind. What, what's, your, what's your personality? Are you happy? Are you a happy person? Because I'm here to tell you, if you're not, you can be. You can be happy in Jesus. He'll give, you know what? Uh, there's a scripture when it says in Thessalonians, it says, be joyful always. You know what that means? That means you can always find something to be happy about. Be joyful always. And I want to encourage you today, go out and have a happy Mother's Day. Amen.